Hello and welcome to Future People Podcast. I'm your host, Imani Walker, and I'm so excited to share this new show with you. Future People Podcast will feature conversations with community leaders and creatives really making a difference in their industries. I'm speaking with people who think outside the box and are imagining a bright future for themselves and the people around them. A bit about me, I'm a journalist, I work with CBC News and CBC Radio, and through this work, I've been able to share stories from racialized communities in Toronto and the GTA. I've worked on politics, news from the front lines through the pandemic, and now I'm focusing on my own storytelling. I can't wait to share these holistic conversations with you for season one. We have some amazing guests lined up, so stay tuned for the next episode of Future People Podcast. Today's guest for the show is E.M. Lord. E.M. is an artist, poet, community leader, and curator who's breaking the status quo with his music and through his writing. I first met him at an audio station event. There were some amazing guests performing that night, but he really stood out to me just because of how vulnerable he was with his music. I couldn't help but think at a time when everyone is replicating what they already see being done or even falling into the lines of what's popular. He was really staying true to himself because he was rapping about spirituality and healing. He was really just doing his own thing. And I think many of us can be inspired by that. I was inspired by that. So this is my conversation with E.M. Lord. At this point, it's kind of rare to see an artist from Toronto be so vulnerable and speak your truth in such a way. Um, I want to know, like, what inspired you to start writing music? Um, I I began writing uh, because of short stories my mom would tell me and um, folk tales that she would tell me back home. So um, I grew up in St. Lucia and a majority of the time, uh, like there wasn't really any TV in our home and like evening came pretty early in the night. So by six o'clock it's dark outside. Um, And what kept me going were the folk tales, the stories, they were interesting. Uh, And my mom would recite them from memory and Every time I, I delved into a new story, I'd want to hear another story as well that she told me before because of the way that she would say it or um, just the emphasis on the lessons within those stories. They were like parables in a way. And I always, it always resonated with me um, that uh, I wanted to tell stories like that one day. And I never, I never had... Um, I guess like the opportunity to learn about other stories until I came to Canada um, because all I knew were like folk tales. And then I came to Canada. Then I saw like this vast, you know, a library with computers. I never knew what a computer was. Um, and there were all these books and all these stories and from like goosebumps to um, Sherlock Holmes and it was all over the place. So just storytelling inspired me. Storytelling. Yeah. Mm. 
So it seems like your mom like heavily influenced you as a child and as you got older, um, do you have any musical influences that really inspired um, your writing and, and the work that you do now? I'd say Bob Marley. Um, there's an artist back home. Uh, she passed away in 2010, but she's a legend. Her name is Cecienne Descartes. And uh, she told folk tales. And uh, they were really about uh, just like life, life in the country, life in the village, you know, the small uh, mundane activities and just speaking about very simple things, but pulling out these like very wise, um, very wise, like I guess lessons from them. So I always gravitated towards storytellers like that. Um, and hip hop, hip hop was, all my friends listening to hip hop growing up. I never knew what hip hop was really until uh, we got a TV when I was probably like 10, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And then um, I heard Eminem and 50 Cent. And uh, I think that's what made me like music, like hip hop at least. Okay. Um, it's interesting, Eminem and 50 Cent, they're a little bit different than the type of music that you make. Like how would you even describe your version of rap? Like I've, I've learned so much over the years that I kind of just use every skill that like I've picked up. So I really, um, I love what uh, Kanye was doing back um, in, I guess like 2012 to like 2014. Um, I love, I love what Eminem was doing, like the vulnerability he would express within his mm-hmm. music. Um, and 50 Cent, I think he just like, I know a lot of people don't greet him as a faithful person, but um, <laughs> he, he had some, like, when I listened to Get Richard I Trying, mm-hmm. he, he would speak on like God and like, mm-hmm. he has this one song, like, um, hope I make it to heaven. I've been going through hell. Hope I make it to heaven. Like he he's he's like really tapped in. A lot of people don't really mm. know that about him. Mm. And um I think that's like powerful to his his like story. I think his bravado and like whatever people imagine plays a bigger role in their mind. But um all these people are very connected to themselves, where they're from. Um and describe you know very very simple things just an incredible writer mm-hmm. um and it it's healing you know it was healing for me at that age i i definitely like i took a lot of what he said to heart especially the gangster um the gangster bars and things like that and um like growing up like i just kind of figured that's not me but mm-hmm. i do appreciate his honesty and his truth I feel like that's so powerful in a way, just like knowing yourself. And I think that really comes through in your music, aware of who you are, just that that awareness of self. You're from Scarborough too, which like when you say these are artists who uh, stay true to themselves, like you have a song, another saint from Scarborough. Breaking generational curses and finding purpose. Play my songs in Sydney, Australia, I guess they heard us. Going further still, I make time for Kiana Mercer. 
You misunderstand what I'm writing like messy cursive. No, I'm not perfect. Just let it surface. I'm working. I made some mistakes, but God knows I'm deserving. Right. And when I heard that song, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like one, I love that he's shouting out Scarborough, but two, it's just so poetic. Right. Tell me a bit about that song, because there's so many different themes in there relating to where you're from and family. Like one line that really stuck out to me, like breaking generational curses. And I was like, wow, like that's powerful. Like he's talking about breaking his family trauma. Tell me a bit about what influenced that song and and how you came to write it. I I think like for, like I'm a fly on the wall really. Mm. Um, And for a long time, I think like my mom's always played a huge role in my life. My sister has as well. And to see some, some parts of their journeys kind of like, um, like connect with each other. So they, they definitely spend a lot more time with each other and, relate and speak so like I'll walk into like my sister's place and go in the living room and she's having a chat with my mom and it's about the same thing and mom's explaining to her hey this is how you deal with that um and it was really interesting because I realized that some some lessons um like they repeat themselves you know through different generations um if they're not they're not taught properly and um as well like I I see myself picking up on habits, coping mechanisms that I see my mom, um, I guess like my mom has, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I, I want to get rid of those. So um, I think it's, it's all to do with healing. It's all to do with um, learning, uh, learning about your, your family as well and being open. So many lessons that um, sometimes I feel like open about speaking and sometimes I kind of like keep to myself. Mm-hmm. until like I'm ready to express it um but yeah I think it takes accountability and responsibility to say hey this feels like a curse you know mm-hmm. this feels like a, a a a load that you don't have to carry anymore um how can I step into that space and heal um mm-hmm. you know like we just yeah there's just coping mechanisms that I'm learning to get rid of and uh yeah and like the process of healing is definitely never a linear one. Like it, you know, it comes and it goes and it, you know, there's so many different stages of it. And I, I feel that on so many levels, like when you talk about breaking generational curses, you know, doing something differently that hasn't really been done before or coping, finding new ways to cope. How much has music played a role in your healing process? It's the most important aspect of it. Um, I get really introspective and I reflect about life and about the things that um, impact me and like how I impact the world, you know, and I, I, I understand my behaviors and I like, I notice patterns when I write. Um, I also like what? see it as like, I, I, I notice if like I'm repeating something, mm. um, I notice, like, hey, this is something that I have to, like, sit down with and figure out why it keeps reoccurring. Mm, Um, Like, why it keeps coming up. Exactly. In your your writing. Mm. Yeah. Um, And sometimes, like, like, I could write about the same thing years later, and Mm. it could come off completely different because of what I've learned now, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, definitely 
I get really reflective and it's, it's through free, free therapy <laughs> in a sense. Um, and I'm glad I have that because um, it's not, it's not available to a lot of people, you know, to have that time with themselves every single day. Like I might spend, I used to spend at least two hours a day writing mm-hmm. um, for a very long time. I did that. And now it's just like innate in me where now when I see things, I automatically reflect on it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, I guess that's the journey, like just a reflection, the constant and consistent reflection forces me to just um, understand things. I've said this already, but I think it's amazing how self-aware you are. And it's, it's great that that can come through in your music. I do think it is still very rare to hear Toronto artists specifically, um, you know, put forward music in the way that you're doing now. Um, But I just wonder how much has your relationship with God and faith uh, inspired the work that you're doing now? And, And how did you get to the point where you feel comfortable because I feel like sometimes we feel like spirituality and our relationship with God and faith are things that we kind of have to just like have for ourselves but like to publicly you know write music and perform music in front of crowds that may not even be people who have that type of relationship with God but but still seeing it through in that way like how did you get to that point because I feel like a lot of us you know around the same age like a lot of us millennials like we do a lot of us do have a sense of faith or spirituality or maybe even like you know practicing religion here and there but I feel like everyone's kind of so secretive about it and then there you are like rapping about it so publicly and I just wonder how did you get to that point um it's definitely a bit of a journey with spirituality for me mm-hmm. um and I'd say it all started with my grandma um so like I'm very like I said um connected to my family and when it when it came to spirituality my grandma would take us like we lived at the top of the hill in this small village that I'm from mm-hmm. um, um in St. Lucia and every Sunday like clockwork everybody in the town the entire town shuts down and everybody goes to church and I never liked it I never liked it <laughs> never liked none of it never never appreciated you know being forced to dress up and uh all that waking up early not eating until i don't know like lunchtime (laughs) or like later on in the day (laughs) i know those ones the all-day churches (laughs) where you get up you're you're at church for 10 11 and you don't leave till nine in the night (laughs) it it was never it was never something that i i truly admired and then Mm -hmm. i think um, when I got to about like 12 years old, mm-hmm. I, I realized, hey, there's something about faith, but I didn't know what it was. Um, and I was hearing like my favorite artists sing about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I know a lot of uh, like I, I think I more gravitate towards Christianity because mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a Roman Catholic household. Mm-hmm. Um, and like listening to Bob Marley, he's a Rastafar, um, Rastafarian. Um, he he had a lot of connections uh i guess towards like orthodox christianity and uh like within his music although he was you know um he believes in certain things um and i always saw these um i guess parallels mm. you know between 
religion and music. And I remember reading somewhere that music is actually spirit. Um, and that, that also shaped my understanding of how I should navigate what I say and do with music. Um, so um, it plays a huge role uh, in the sense of I feel courageous enough to express that side of myself um, in front of others. And it took a, a bit of a, like I said, a journey. Like there was a point where I didn't want to speak about my religion in front of other people because it wasn't cool. Like I know they wouldn't think it was cool. Um, and then like I, I learned that these people weren't for me. And like who is like, what am I doing trying to impress those who aren't for me? Or um, I guess like subdue myself, you know, and my beliefs. Um, so now like I'm like unapologetically like if you're for me you're for me mm -hmm. if you're not I hope you have a good life you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I just know the message whatever my journey is I have to get out these lessons this wisdom so that somebody can maybe relate understand something even if it's something minor um, about themselves that could help them grow I think it's important that I step into that space and take responsibility for my journey like I've, I've been blessed I'm so grateful for all of it mm. um and yeah and I have a responsibility as an artist um to express these things mm. see that see even that's poetic like and I love that you see it as that as a responsibility it tells me that you're intentional with the things that you're putting forward at a time where I think it's so easy to kind of just fall into what's popular um talking about intent like being intentional um how much do you believe that you know we're also at a point where we need to be intentional about the music that we consume because um this is a point of realization I had for myself when you know I was going through some tough times and I listened to the same old songs on loop and I think I had a realization where I was like wait like yeah, I'm going through a tough time, but this music that I'm listening to right now, it, it's kind of low vibrational. Like, it's kind of keeping me stuck. It's kind of keeping me focused on the wrong things. And I just wonder when it comes to music that you consume, how, how intentional you are about what you actually listen to. Music, like music is just all mantras, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you listen to to somebody saying negative things over and over again you say to yourself um it will start manifesting around you because that's that's your reality um and you're creating it mm -hmm. right so when i like i definitely i still listen to some i guess some low energy music yeah you gotta throw it in the mix sometimes <laughs> de definitely um not not as much i don't take it seriously i don't have it on my headphones like i said i'll probably listen to it in the car or i might listen to it when i'm out um but just don't let them become mantras and things that you live by mm. um and i think that's very important it's okay to support um artists that we we enjoy and have fun too mm -hmm. um, but like i said just be careful that the things that you're repeating um don't become a part of your reality Mm. that's that's it so and yeah like food 
like water, like we're, we're made up of, I don't know, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but we're made up of a lot of water apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, understanding that is um, when you speak to yourself, you could, you're speaking to, to water, you know, you're speaking to a glass of water and it takes on the property of those vibrations and those frequencies. And um, I think art, art for me is exactly that, whether it's somebody's painting or um, somebody's dancing, um, you can really experience their journey through it all and their Mm -hmm. story. And um, we have some great storytellers. Um, We, we have like, I think everything's an art, right? So we have doctors who are able to um, give you the right medicine. And we have doctors who are completely oblivious to our symptoms and things like that. And these are all artists in mm-hmm. their own right, you know? And um, even, even right now, like you speaking to me, this isn't, this is an art, you know, this is kind of, you're, you're opening up a book and you're like, hey, um, let me understand your world and I'm gonna create a piece of art from it that is a journey or a story. Um, so anyways, like we have, we just have, I take responsibility for what I consume, just mm-hmm. like my diet. And mm-hmm. I am conscious of the impact of the mantras. That's another interesting point. Like that idea of being, so one, let me unpack that for a sec. <laughs> not so you said you know music can be a mantra which is I believe that that that's true that speaks to my next point of not adopting narratives that aren't your own you know I think sometimes for specifically black artists like there may feel like there may be a pressure to show up as something or to be a specific thing or or especially if you're an artist of some kind to like you know fall into this box that we as Black people and Black creators have been given. Um, and, I, and I just wonder what it looks like, you know, when we are careful and, and we don't adopt narratives that aren't our own. Like, I think, you know, I, I'm going to be 100 right now. I think there's so many talented people in the city, but I also think there's still a lot of clout chasing going on. And I think it's unfortunate sometimes when we see like young people adopting narratives that aren't their own like nothing kills me more than seeing a young kid you know thinking that they're shooting with the you know with with the choppers when they've grown up in the suburbs in their parents three-story house right but it's the story that they've been fed over and over again and so they think you know yeah like I'm out here I'm in the trenches so it's like you had a loving home like you grew up you 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 came home to meals like what what can we do there like is there even a a greater sense of awareness that can be taken into account when we think of like how we can sometimes adopt these narratives that aren't even our own and kind of perpetuate that even through music and storytelling itself I think I think it's just it goes with live lived experience Mm um I, I like I grew up in a lot of low income areas um and one thing like and I I've met a lot of people from I guess like the outer suburbs who honestly do not have to participate in any negativity um and have the opportunity to 
um, take care of themselves in a, a holistic way, like their mental health and all the school stuff. But um, I feel like without lived experience within a lifestyle, people only see the glamorous aspects, you know, mm-hmm. the, the benefits and the rewards. But when you're, when you're actually there, you're like, oh, this, this actually really sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, like in my opinion, it, it sucks to be paranoid. It sucks to um, know that your friend, you know, lost their life. You know, it's, it sucks, mm-hmm. you know, but like, it's easy. It's easy for people who don't have that lived experience to express certain things. And it also shows a lack of accountability and responsibility um, for their future self, because the art lives on forever. Mm. And um, I think, yeah, the only way that that narrative can maybe change is by people saying, hey, it's, we don't want to listen to this. You know, because I, I personally don't. Um, so that's that's my approach. It's like, hey, this is not a part of my 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 universe. It's not what I want to be a part of my lifestyle. Um, it's real. It really happens, and it sucks. It's mm-hmm. it's trash. So um, I think understanding those um, like those qualities and taking responsibility for your actions. Um, and, and that's why it's so sad whenever, um, there are people who pass away within like the hip hop industry, um, Mm -hmm. that have sang about, um, that lifestyle of like maybe gang being a gang member or doing like, you know, some crazy stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really tough for their families and the, cause the reality hits and, um, yeah, I I think it's, sorry, I I don't want to get too deep into it, but. It's mm-hmm. always it's always sad to see that hey, you you got to live a bit, you know, before you can write, you know, and a lack of accountability and awareness is is what causes that. Mm-hmm. You, know, so. you know, for the past two years, so I believe that since the pandemic has started, you have released music on the twenty second of every month. What are you hoping that kind of consistency breeds? It's been like a journey for me. Like I, I just wanted to become a better writer and um, create, create and engage with my, with my humans, the people that I enjoy more. Um, and also challenge myself to something to be consistent at. Um, and the only thing that I, I keep learning is like every step of the way, like I'm pushing myself and I'm, I'm really appreciating my art once again. I think I, I also create a lot of music and I just kept holding on to it. Mm. And I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do with this? You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I kept looking at this folder. Like I had like to a point where I have like hundreds of songs and I'm like, uh, this is cool. But mm. when is this coming out? And like, what, what do I plan on doing with it? And one thing that I, I kept learning is like, Hey, um, you have to create and release in the moment. So what's your lesson right now? And what does the world need? Or what do you need right now? And that's my approach. It's what's the lesson? What can I release? So um, stepping into that space, I take, I've learned so much um, from it all. I've met so many people because of it. And I've learned that um, it's, 
it's a good business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like for me, I, I really, when I began, I guess like two years ago, I had about 400 followers, um, not many listens on my music and, uh, I wasn't engaged mm-hmm. with, with any audiences and slowly because of it, it, it built up and, um, especially through the pandemic, it was a learning lesson. And that's why I do it because it, it was healthy, really, really healthy for me. Mm. So it sounds like you are trusting your vision, which is also one of the key points that you say drives like what you do, trusting your vision. And I think that's something that we all can relate to, like no matter what the discipline is, no matter what the creative art form is, like trusting your vision is really key to getting you where you need to go. And I wonder just um, for you, what trusting your vision looks like or has looked, I mean, you've been putting out music for the past two years, but beyond that, like what, what does trusting your vision look like? Um, it's, it's walking when you don't know where you're going. Um, and it's putting the onus less on, I guess, clout and more on, creating impactful like change mm-hmm. um it's it's just understanding that the the art itself is has a life of its own and um for me i think i've never created for for fame or for and like I, I want more people to hear my music so i can um be completely independent um mm-hmm. with with, um, I guess, making a living from music. Um, but I think I'm at a point where I'm just like, okay, I enjoy creating. Um, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm meeting some great humans. Um, everything else is just like it's water under the bridge for me. You know, I'm grateful. I keep meeting great people. I met you. I met, <laughs> I met um, so many incredible humans that have so much to offer this world and are offering a lot to this world. And it's, it's not all about like fame and that, I don't know what, whatever that is, but I think um, the things that have been exposed within Hollywood over the last like three, four years have shown us that um, fame isn't, doesn't determine, you know, it's like character. And it, like, I think the way that you impact others in your community is the most important aspect of um, creating. So uh, yeah, I, I take a lot of, um, a lot of time to myself now and just focus on that. Do you have any tips for that? Like along the lines of following your vision and trusting your vision? Can you even provide tips? Is that just something you have to get to the point where you believe in yourself? It's like, just like anything else, I think Mm -hmm. Nike says his best or like, you can find like a Kobe Bryant clip somewhere. It's where it's just do the work. Mm. You know, I think, I think the work, like sit, like if you, if you are a musician, then create music. If you are a writer, write some more. If, if you, I don't know, are a carpenter, build some more. And as you go through that process, you become, it be, you become more intuitive at whatever you're doing. And now, um, you learn and your wisdom becomes um, more developed, you know, throughout whatever you, you decide to do. So um, like a, just do the work, you know, there's, there's no, there's no other way around it. And as a writer or anything else, anybody who um, 
has the capacity in any vocation to understand um, their growth. You could, like, I use my my art as, um, what do you call those things? Like, do you know, like, how you could write on the, like, the door, um, like, I guess, yeah, your door, like, how tall you've grown? <laughs> yeah. Over the years. Yeah. I, I use my, my art as that. So as I grow, I use mm-hmm. my art to measure my growth within um, wisdom and maturity. Mm. Um, and I think you can do that with anything in your life because mm-hmm. it all it's all connected. Um, mm-hmm. It's very powerful stuff. Mm. Not only are you an artist, but you have been working around the city, different venues. Where do you see Toronto's music scene headed, heading? And that can maybe even mean artists themselves, um, the overall culture. I know there's different spaces. Yeah. Um, geez. I think, I think positivity and the toxicity of Hollywood, like the Hollywood idea, Hollywoodized idea of what an artist should be, mm-hmm. like should definitely, is definitely dying out because of independence. Um, and I support any artist that understands and is aware of that. And I think that's what's going to dictate the future of mm-hmm. um, independent industries. So um, I think a lot of uh, the responsibility and onus comes um, onto the artist to create their future, the path. But you need um, you need people who are early adopters of this new mindset, and it's important, especially for Black Black arts, Black lives, that as a hip hop artist, you take that responsibility on and realize, hey, you can sell a million records. That's cool. Um, but touching a million people is is cooler, in my opinion, you know, and um, healing a million people is even <laughs> is one of the most powerful things you can do. So um, I just see a brighter future because mm-hmm. I do think I do think positivity compounds, you know, and I think that we just have to let it flow. There was a time where we celebrated nonsense. Um, and I, I, I think a majority of it is coming to an end mm-hmm. slow and steadily mm-hmm. we're, we're learning to be better mm-hmm. um, and I just have faith in that once a month hope you know you winning if you doing what you want hope you know you living if you wake up to have fun they gonna call you selfish when you focus on yourself bridges burn lessons learn I don't need nobody else Championship mindset, they can't knock me off my horse. Spit the money with my team like we asked for a divorce. A special thank you to EM Lord for taking the time for the show. You guys can follow him on Instagram at e.m.lord. You can follow the show on Instagram at Future People Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Imani Walker, Imani 2 Ace. Hope you have a good night. Take care.